0: social, and human. Contact John Balserac at 888-949-7475 or on the web at a4wealth.com. That's the letter A, the number four, wealth.com. And now here's John to help you create lifestyles and build legacies.
1: And welcome back to another show of Creating Lifestyles and Building Legacies. I'm your host, John Balserac with A4 Wealth Advisors. And my co-host from the amazing state of Minnesota, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing this morning?
0: Well, it's amazingly cold in Minnesota, but, uh, but yeah, other than that, I'm doing great. Uh, I think it's like 25 degrees right now with a feels like of about 13, 14 degrees. So yeah, it's cold in Minnesota right now. I wish I was down there in God's country. In North Carolina, but it's well been- in the
1: Carolinas, it's getting cold here too. Believe it or not, That's what not I heard. not quite as cold as up there. Right. Uh, but we have a great show today, which is awesome. We're going to talk about what you should know about five two nine plans. We really don't really talk a lot about college planning on our show. Uh, and most of our clients are retired or retiring soon, but a lot of people have asked us about five two nine plans. So we're going to talk about saving for college and what people and our listeners need to know about 529 plans. And of course, it's no secret that the cost of higher education has gone up significantly over the past few decades. Yeah. And, and you know, the trend does not appear to be slowing down. Right. And the cost of college and, if you look at the inflation rate versus how much the tuition has gone up, I mean, it's astronomical at some of these uh, universities.
0: Oh, it's crazy. And I like your point because typically, our show is about retirement income planning and usually geared toward um, you know an audience 50 or over but we have a lot of listeners in various ages. However, I think that uh, I heard a statistic John, that uh, the majority of student loan debt uh, is actually uh, the for seniors uh, are dealing with student loan debt and that's because they mainly because they're helping out their grandchildren or their children's children or uh, even their kids and helping cover some of that debt and so they might be interested in ways that uh, their grandkids can uh, save from you know they can help you know in in other ways that where it doesn't have to ruin their own retirement plan so i think it's good we look at different options and i know a 529 plan we have one for uh, a plan for our two oldest at this point and we need to get going going for our youngest as well uh, but i know there are other options as for some 529 plans are going to be the best but uh, it seems like college costs are just always rising and going through the roof right
1: yeah, tony it's a very good assessment you know according to the uh they have something called tuition and fees and room and board over time and it's st- cost, the student's average, is about 21,000 for in-state tuition. That's for fees, room, and board. And that's for a public, okay, for a four-year college in the U.S. And that's during the you know 2017, 2018 school year. So just about 21,000. Um, and like many of the years that preceded it, it was a new all-time high for higher education. And as far as a high as it goes, higher tuition supply if your student wants to attend an out-of-state college, a private university, or even graduate school, so just remember, just a public, uh, you know, four-year college on average, almost twenty-one thousand a year for in-state wow. tuition fees, room and board. So you know, now you look at Duke or you look at some of these Ivy League colleges. You know, it could be double or double and a half that. Yep. Maybe sometimes triple.
0: Well, yeah, obviously. Uh, if if kids want to go to a high co- uh, you know a private college or a more elite school, it's going to cost a lot more even. But that's a pretty bleak picture you're painting there.
1: Well, you know there's some good news. You know there are ways to save and help pay for higher education. You know one of them is a five two nine plan, I and mean, we we talked about that. And if that number you know doesn't mean anything, you're in good hands. Um, you know, a 5 two, You know, whenever you hear 401k or 403b or 457, it's referring to a number in the IRS code. Um, you know, EdwardJones.com seventh annual 529 study found that 71 percent of Americans don't know what 529 plans are. So a lot of people don't know; they haven't really heard of them. Right. Uh, the Associated Press published a helpful breakdown. This is in August of 2018, and that was titled the 411 on 529s. And I promise we're, you know, we're not gonna bog you down too much in the numbers, but we are gonna use the information in the article to help provide our listenership with an overview of 529 plans today because people don't really understand them. And let's just start with what a 529 plan is, and it's called that because it's authorized by section 529 of the Internal Revenue Code, which I know that, uh, Tony, you have a detailed copy of that right by your bedside. <laughs> and whenever you have insomnia, yeah. you open that thing up and start reading it. Is that correct?
0: <laughs> yeah, it'll put you to sleep fast, that IRS code.
1: It will. It absolutely will. But, um, you know, 529 plans may be tax advantage investment plans that initially were designed to help people save for higher education expenses. And they still do that, by the way, but since their inception, there have been changes in the tax law to increase their flexibility. That's actually a very good thing. Uh, With these changes, 529s can be used to pay for private school tuition from actually kindergarten through 12th grade. And the funds in 529 plans can also be transferred to other accounts to help pay expenses for, you know, children with uh, disabilities, which we're also going to discuss later.
0: So these changes to the law have made 529 plans more flexible and uh, able to increase their usage than I would assume. Absolutely.
1: You know, so, you know, that gives us a little bit of the understanding of how the 529 plans uh, actually work. And, you know, the next step is to get a sense of how they work and how do you use them. You know, anyone can set up a 529 plan, and they generally cost very little to get started. Uh, most often, you know, parents or grandparents. So, you know, for our listenership, that's above 50. Maybe, maybe if you've got your retirement income plan in place, and you've got your state plan in place, and you've got extra money, maybe you help out your grandkids, and the 529 plan is one way that you can do that um, by helping, you know, fund it. And, of course, you know, the, if you do that, that will help them go to college, get a great education, and, you know, the grandparent can own it, and the child would be the beneficiary of, of the 529 plan.
0: Well, that makes sense, and it seems like a great way, John, uh, for people to save for education expenses. Is there anything special about a 529 plan?
1: You know, you know one of the unique things uh, about 529 plans is that they are run on the state level. Um, so your options will vary based on your state of residence. You know, in North Carolina they have the college foundation. Uh, you used to be able to get a state income tax deduction, you no longer can. So, you know, now using an out of state plan is not gonna hurt you, I mean, cause there's really no North Carolina deduction. But uh, you wanna know you know, what your, pl- your state offers. You know, so that's gonna be based off where you live and, you know, if you're if you're eligible to receive some kind of, you know, state-level tax incentive in North Carolina, that's obviously gone away. But other listeners in other states, uh, you know, you may be eligible. So if your state is eligible for a state income tax deduction, all other things being equal, that, that would be a positive for you to take advantage of that.
0: Yeah. And I, th- I find it interesting, John, that college planning, because of the student debt loan crisis and because of the astronomically rising costs of college and college education, um, that it's become a part of financial planning. Uh, I know it used to be, you know, you'd plan for retirement income, you'd plan out Social Security, Medicare, health care, and then, of course, um, a legacy to leave behind, now a big chunk, uh, a big chunk of money is going toward the student loan debts. And so this is probably that's something that's become more and more a part of, uh, you know, your world, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you just you mentioned those ratios, you wouldn't think that, you know, you know, the our baby boomer generation would have that kind of loan debt. But like you said, it's it's parents or grandparents helping out their kids or their grandkids, So we wanna, you know, I tell people, don't completely sacrifice your retirement. I mean, I always believe in getting your retirement set up first and then being able to help where you can. You know, you don't wanna go broke at the expense of educating your kids because you need to make sure that you're covered in retirement. But we wanna have a comprehensive plan to see if we can do both. Or to see what the sacrifice would be, you know, as far as your income plan and retirement. Are you willing to sacrifice, say, $2,000 a month in retirement income but have your kids educated. So, we can dial these things in and figure out what's best for you because everybody else, you know, listing out there is going to be different. And for those who have not had a comprehensive second opinion analysis to make sure they can retire successfully or put their kids or their grandkids through 4 years of college, you know, give us a call toll-free at 855-260-7361 again 855-260 7361 and we'll help you put together a comprehensive plan.
0: All right, and the website.
1: And our website is www.letter a, numeric for wealth.com. We do have a plethora of information and a learning library on our website. So definitely check us out on the web and give us a call toll- free 8552607361. If you don't have an idea about how to plan for education costs for your kids, your grandkids, come in and let us show you what plans and options are available to you. You know, a lot of these plans are easy to set up. They're low cost, and it's just a matter of funding them and then having a plan to fund them over time. You know, let's make a plan.
0: All right, sounds great. And listeners, stay tuned to learn more about what you should know about 529 plans and student loan debt right here on Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies with our host, John Balserac.
1: Do you ever wish you had an owner's manual to help you address and plan for retirement? Well, now you do. Hi, my name is John Balzerak, author of Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies, A Roadmap for Financial Independence. If you're like most of my clients, having access to a retirement roadmap could help ease financial concerns and better prepare you for retirement. Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies will help give you the foundation you need for a successful retirement. Simply call 888 949 7475, or visit us at www.a4wealth.com to receive a complimentary copy today.
0: Welcome back to Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and our host is John Balserak of A4 Wealth Advisors. And John, great show today talking about 529 plans and what we need to know about those, uh, how to pay for college, dealing with student loan debt, And you were talking about uh, how college costs have been rising, and a new record high was set this past year. Um, It costs a student an average of $20,770 for in-state tuition, fees, room and board at a public four-year college in the U.S., uh, and that's for this last school year, 2017 to 2018. Uh, That's a lot of money for just one school year, John.
1: And that's why we've been talking about you know, understanding how five two nine plans work. Um, you know, the Associated Press Tony published a helpful breakdown uh, this past August, titled you know the four one one on 529s, Not to use too many numbers here, but utilizing you know this article, we have discussed that anyone can set up uh, a five two nine plan, and it doesn't cost a lot of money. You know, a lot of these you can go online and set them up in five minutes. They are run at the state level, and you know they've got unique options. I know, like the NC College Foundation here in North Carolina, they use Vanguard funds. They're very inexpensive. They have age-based models on there that you could pick depending upon the age of your child. They get more uh, sorry more aggressive when they're babies, and then less aggressive when they're closer to being a freshman in college. And uh, they're easy to to set up. So I think a lot of people, um, you know, just getting started. And then maybe they dollar cost average into them. Um, parents can do this for their kids and grandparents can also do it. So it's just that, you know, people need to understand that this is not um, difficult to understand. It's just knowing how to get these things set up and then having a plan to fund them over time.
0: Right. Having a plan, that's a key right there. So uh, what else do we need to know about these 529 plans?
1: You know, So some of the basics, Tony, number one, your contributions to the plan are going to grow free from federal taxation that's a big one okay the second one is you can withdraw money tax-free if used for qualified expenses so you have to understand what the qualified expenses are
0: well yeah obviously we need to know that so what's a qualified expense though
1: so so the qualified expenses under the plan actually make sense and um, you know that brings us to the next point. So you know qualified expenses are going to be like uh, room, board, tuition, all those different things um, that will qualify. And you know if you have any accredited higher education, uh, you know co- all these colleges, universities, vocational, and technical schools, uh, they also would qualify. To again to pay for tuition, to pay for books, to pay for supplies. You know computers count, Tony. You know, you can't buy your kid a car, but you know, you know the basic things to go to school. All those things actually do qualify under the 529 plan as a qualified expense.
0: Wow. Okay. So there's a lot there. Uh, Are those the only ways that we can utilize 529 funds then?
1: Well, you know, we just had a tax law change, as as many people know, and you know, the federal tax law overhaul we mentioned earlier did. Make some changes to 529 plans, and it said not just for higher education that you know now, under the new laws, 529 users can withdraw up to ten thousand a year per beneficiary to cover tuition expenses for students in kindergarten through twelfth grade. So I don't know any kindergartens out there that charge ten thousand a year, but I'm sure there are some. Um, but you know the fact that kindergarten through college that opened it up that it can really pay for almost any type of education. And the one catch here is that not all states allow the use of these accounts to pay for K-12 through 12 expenses. Um, so you need to check with your current state to see. Um, and that's just one, again, on a state-by-state state basis.
0: Oh, wow. So obviously, um, th- that's one interesting way, but th- it seems like there's always a catch, right?
1: You know, I mean, oftentimes there is a catch. You know, um, you know, some financial experts discourage using 529 plans in this way because part of the value of the plan is allowing the money to grow on a tax-deferred basis. Using it to pay, f- uh, you know, for K-12 through expenses gives it less time to do so. So if you put it in there for college, you know, you can get a lot of bandwidth out of that because you not only get the benefit of tax deferral, But if you meet those qualified expenses that we just spoke about, Tony, then all the distributions are tax free. You know, if you use it immediately, you know, you're not getting that compounding effect that you would if you're, you know, using it today versus, you know, say 12 or 15 years from now.
0: Right. Right. Obviously, you have to keep that in mind. Uh, And that's a good point. And the fact that the cost of higher education obviously is continuing to rise, so it makes it even more important that we allow that money to grow and let the power of compounding returns take hold, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the the time value of money and compounding returns allows your money to grow over time and become even more useful, you know? The money that makes money makes money, and then if it's qualified distribution, it's tax-free, And, you know, we know that tuition has been rising to record levels for years. It can be prudent to let the funds in your 529 plan grow over time. So we may make other arrangements to pay for school today from other buckets of money and let the 529 plan just grow until college and, you know, get that compounding effect.
0: All right. Well, yeah, compounding interest, uh, the eighth wonder of the world, right?
1: That's exactly right.
0: But I know changes to the law have allowed for 529 funds to be used to pay for school expenses from kindergarten to high school now. Are there other things that have changed with this plan or these plans over time?
1: You know, according to the Associated Press article entitled, again, the 411 on 529s, another change that people need to be aware of out there um, that took effect, again, with the new tax law, was the ability to roll over 529 plan funds um, into an ABLE account penalty free. So ABLE that's the acronym for achieving a better life experience. Oh wow. And that is that yeah ABLE achieving a better life experience is a tax advantage savings account that is set up much like a 529 plan.
0: So what is this ABLE account? Tell, tell us more about that.
1: So, you know, the Social Security Administration defines an ABLE account on their website. So if you, if anyone out there listening wants to go to ssa.gov, um, here's what the SSA has to say about these accounts, and I'm just going to quote this, Tony. An achieving a better life experience, ABLE account is a type of tax-advantaged savings account that an eligible individual can use to pay for qualified disability expenses. The eligible individual is the owner- and designated beneficiary of the ABLE account. An eligible individual may establish an ABLE account provided that the individual is blind or disabled by condition that began before the individual's 26th birthday. Hmm. So that's just important for people out there to understand that that is actually out there and people are eligible for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that sounds great. Um, Obviously, it's always good to have options and uh, but I think it's also smart uh, to understand this stuff. So, in the case of somebody becoming, let's say, blind or disabled before their age twenty-six, they could roll over any five twenty-nine funds into one of these accounts. Then, right?
1: That is correct. You know, so instead of being used for expenses related to higher education, able assets are used to help cover expenses for individuals with disabilities. Uh, you know, to help them and their families and As with any rollover, Tony, we highly recommend consulting your financial service professional to make sure that you do it right. Um, You know, some states have different rules for ABLE accounts, and a state may have established its own ABLE program or joined up with a group of other states, you know, and the reason they do that generally is, you know, to keep administration costs low. I know that other states out there have actually contracted with a private company to manage the ABLE program for them. So there's a lot of different programs out there. Each program will have its own set of rules and guidelines and regulations. So depending on the state that you live in, we need to just find out how that would apply to you if you think you're eligible for that option.
0: Yeah, sounds good. Obviously, um, it's a good choice to work with somebody like yourself, a financial professional, who can help us with all this. Uh, What else can you tell us about these 529 plans? Yeah, I
1: think, you know, we want to talk about how you can make the most of 529 plans. It's good to know that you don't have to be an expert or start your plan. Um, You know, the funds are easy to set up, and they're professionally managed. I mean, I think that's what matters. And with many investment choices, it's better to start early, but it's never too late. You know, so if, if you have a kid that's in high school, start you know, it's great if they're if they're born, you start when they're born. That's going to give you more time. Um, but, you know, it's never too late to start. And any expenses you can pay up front, you know, are not going to turn into to debts down the line. So because the money in 529 accounts must be spent on education, you know, people are sometimes concerned about setting aside too much money, you know, in case their children don't go to college, for example.
0: Right. Right. And uh, so, yeah, and that's going to be a concern. You have to look at what you're going to do there. Uh, It's always good to consult a professional. Um, That brings up a good question, though. What if a 529 account has more money in it than is actually required for the student's education?
1: That's a great question, Tony. You know, we get that often. And, you know, as mentioned in the Associated Press article that I cited earlier, um, in those cases, you may transfer the funds to yourself or another family member. You know, but the use must remain the same, Spending on education or penalty and taxes may apply. So, you, you know, if you've got three children, Tony, and say your oldest doesn't use it, you can make, you can change the beneficiary to your next child, and then you know, go right down the line, or we transfer it back to you and get you some some qualified golf lessons. You know, we'll, we'll figure a way. You can go to a golf college, sure. you know there's lots of there's lots of schools out there. I mean, there's lots of ways to skin the cat now sure. you know the thing Always is if option. you're getting if you're getting tax deferral for you know 10, 15 years and you'd used it uh, where it wasn't for qualified expenses, then you know a 10% excise tax would apply. But it, it's almost a wash because you you've paid no tax on the account up to that time. So if you have a, you know, a number of kids, changing the beneficiary is the easiest option. Um, you know, I've seen people change the beneficiary to a non-working spouse and have her go back to school. So we, we look for multiple ways that we can keep the money for the same purpose of education. And if we run out of opportunity there, then maybe we spend what's left over, but the tax is not that bad because you've gotten the benefit of tax deferral for so long.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the key right there, um, and that tax deferral is very helpful on a year to year basis. But you have to look at all your options, and it's really going to be based on each person's individual situation, right?
1: Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean everybody out there is going to be different. You know, um, you know the, the good thing. Uh, you know, people ask me if there's any caps out there. Um, on on contributing to five two nine plans and there's no yearly cap on five two nine plan contributions. However, for tax purposes, you know contributions to five two nine savings plans are taxable as gifts. So large contributions to five two nine plans can have an impact on your taxes. So you always want to kind of look at that. Sure. You know you can you know we, you could also do a five year gift um, and then and kind of max that out if your kids are young. Now, you know, other people out there say, well, can 529 plans hurt, you know, qualifying for financial aid? And the answer is yes, it can. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, so sometimes the grandparents, you know, will own the account even though parents can still fund it. Um, but now colleges and universities are asking if they have one period, like if a, if a parent or grandparent owns it. So there's other types of ways to fund college and I think another great vehicle out there is an index universal life policy yeah. um, where you have a lot more flexibility, where you don't have to put that, you know, when you qualify for this FAFSA score that colleges use to determine your, your need for financial aid, uh, you know, life insurance is not in there. So, you know, 529 plans is a, is a great way to save for colleges, but sometimes it can hurt you from scholarships or grant money. So I think that if you're out there listening today you know, know that there's other options to save money um, which don't have all the red tape that perhaps 529 plans do. You know, I've seen some people, um, you know, they wouldn't give any scholarship money until their 529 plans were used first. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's other things to think about. Yeah. But I think that, um, you know, putting, putting the 529 plan in the grandparents' name is a good start. But it seems like a lot of colleges, universities, they want to know if you have any 529 plan at all and sometimes that can hurt qualification on some of the, the programs that they have available for sure. aid or scholarship yeah. so I just want to throw that in there
0: yeah that's important I'm glad you added that and to look, think about you know look at some of these other strategies our listeners can give you a call because in their situation it might be better to go with an alternative strategy to a 529 uh, but we're out of time for today's show John is there anything else you want to add before we go
1: yeah, I would just say if you're listening out there and you need help, give us a call. Let's make a plan. You know, life gets easier when you have a plan, and you stay on that plan, and you start making progress. So give us a call toll-free at 855-260-7361. Again, 855-260-7361.
0: All right, and that does it for today's episode of Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies with our host, John Bolserat.